Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to ladies the round table. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. All right, fuck you. Uh, boys welcome. and ladies, ladies and ladies and girls, boys and gentlemen. Dabs. Coca-Cola Zero. Welcome to the Boda Show. We got, got, the, got the round table going on here. Uh, well, we had a very interesting week of sports, as in, you know, there weren't many. Nope. <laughs> Not a lot of news for you guys. No, um, but we're going to be here for every bed that we could. Yeah. Something out of. You know how we do. You already know who it is. It's James. Yeah. And Zach. Yeah. And Drew. Blinded by the <laughs> And copyright strike. Yeah. We haven't said by a Denmark. single thing yet. No, we haven't. We haven't said nope. anything of sustenance, and that's okay. We're going to keep this in. This is this real. is the show. This is, this is, <laughs> I mean, this is, this is what you sign up for with the boat. Did, show. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Let's 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 start some segments here on the Boda Show. We have the Boda News, James. We have the Boda News. It's news. That stays in there after. Well, can't go back now. All right. Well, let's start. Let's start in football this week. Black Cherry is like shit. Yeah, it's probably cough syrup. I said you could have it. Probably the biggest news this week out of all the sports: Carson Wentz was traded for a third round pick this year and a second round pick that is a conditional first round pick for next year. Yep. What was the stipulation? He has to play either seventy five percent. Yeah, the seventy. The stipulation is if Carson Wentz plays seventy five percent of the season. Hmm? I don't like how Zach said that. (laughs) I know I did that on purpose. You're a piece of shit. That's all right. That's what I live for. If he plays seventy five percent of the season, then it gets bumped up to a first round pick. Or if he plays just under seventy five, it's seventy percent, and the Colts make the playoffs. So most likely, it's going to be a first round pick, as long as as long as Carson Wentz actually plays for them. But I mean, realistically. If Carson Wentz gets hurt, the Colts will, probably won't make the playoffs. So, I mean, yes, yes and no. I think they're in a position where they have enough weapons, which is kind of the benefit of Carson Wentz going there, right? Is they have enough weapons they could plug someone in there and make it to the playoffs at the minimum. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't I mean, necessarily know about that because they're you're... in the AFC South. <laughs> at this point, that's a wide open division. The worst case scenario is second place in the division. Yeah, that is the worst case scenario. Right, but, no, no, correct. That's understandable because you have the Texans and the Jaguars. Right, but, right. And no matter how good Trevor Lawrence is going to be, they're not a quarterback away no. from being a competitive team. No, no, they weren't an Urban Meyer away from being a competitive <laughs> they team. Either, they're but, they're know, not a head coach or a quarterback away from being a competitive team. No, and I mean, I think you look they're at it. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a rough rookie year. I think he's going to have a lot of growing pains coming into the league. And most of it's going to come from the fact that they only remedied a couple issues on a really bad team. Mm-hmm. The Texans are going through a full rebuild. Tear that bitch If down. you can call it that. If you can call it. I don't even think they're it's, in rebuild stage. It's, I think they're still it's a rebuild it that they're not willing to admit is a rebuild. Yeah. Which <laughs> is bizarre because you have the first overall pick. What? The Texans? No. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the Jaguars. They, no. they gave up their first round pick to the Dolphins. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Oh well, I was gonna. Well, I was. I was thinking in terms of you could say the same thing for the Jaguars. I mean, 2017 is not that far away, and they were in the AFC Championship and looked like they were gonna yeah, be. The Texans have never made it that far. Around. No, I know. <laughs> but then, ever since then, they've just been progressively getting. Yeah, but at least the worse. Jaguars were willing to purge of Jalen Ramsey and a lot okay, of the culture okay. that was there. That's and fair. Kind of have made it known that they're trying to change that organization they're trying to instill a winning culture down there and bringing in guys like urban meyer and trevor lawrence in theory should help yeah sidebar getting 
getting Travis Etienne back with Trevor Lawrence on that team would be fire. I don't know. I mean, I don't they, do they have crazy. a back-end first they round? They do. They have, like, the 23 or something. That is an entirely possible thing. I was I did a, a, a couple draft box yesterday, yesterday or the day before that. So, and yeah. you have it said. That way that they would go James Robinson and, Robinson and Travis Etienne. Yeah, that was the player. Yeah, that, those were the player mocks that I was getting. I mean, that could happen. <laughs> Honestly, I think I would stack that lineup and at least take care of one side of the ball because if you have Trevor Lawrence, who can at least do half decent as a rookie year. James Robinson, who's proven that he can be a running back. And then wide receivers of Lavishka Chanel, Keenan Cole, who's not that bad. Keenan Cole, and, yeah. uh, Keenan Cole thank you. And Keelan. Keelan Cole, third time's a charm. And fucking DJ Chark. Yeah. You have the weapons. Maybe get a tight end to round it off, but you have a and tight the end. O-line is not... I mean, yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, well, okay. You have a like safety this. valve. You don't you have, have a true you don't have a true you don't you don't have a true T one, but I mean the upside is there is if he stays healthy and he gains trust with I know I know I know that's fine he can hate it all he wants but I think Tyler Eifert is done I think we need to give him a little more credit Tyler Eifert he played on some bad Bengals teams and got banged up yeah he did yeah no he's done (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think he's ever gonna be anything close to what he used to be even on bad Bengals teams I'll say this even looking at the classes of tight end we've had in the past one like two years ago and then this year upcoming Obviously, we don't know how they're actually going to pay on the NFL, but right. the classes of tight end are getting better and better, like everything. So eventually, even if he is good, Tyler Eifert's going to be phased out or he's going to be a journeyman. He's too old at this point and too hurt <laughs> and yeah. too everything. I don't think that he's going to be a mainstay there. I don't think that he really should even be in the league still at this point. I don't know how much he has left to offer, but well, I, I don't know. This is this is not this is not Jaguars talk. No. Let's let's move on to our next point here. <laughs> Update: Black Cherry still awful. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's fair. The Packers, Packers are making moves. Drew was mentioning that earlier. Clearing up some space. Clearing up some cap space. Restructuring Those are the only moves to be made right now. <laughs> yep, they restructured David. Free Bocciari's up that space right. and sign JJ. Please God no. <laughs> yeah. Zach, I brought this up um, on garbage time, but the bills are gonna have to clear space and right now john brown's holding 8.1 over them yeah could there be a possibility yes. we see john brown go to green bay yeah. that'd be sick oh green bay yeah oh i thought you were talking about the patriots because i've seen john That's brown also the patriots a possible like move. i i would like to see that for the packers because they already have those kind of wide receivers but john brown can actually catch the fucking ball i mean it would be like having a slightly more injury prone randall cobb back That's. Actually, really true. Yeah, that's not inaccurate. And, and let's think about it like this. I mean, he had a couple couple of good seasons on the Cardinals, then disappeared, and then revitalized his career at the Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it would be a nice compliment to have him be the, the real number two guy and then let whoever slot in, MVS, who I still think is a great deep ball receiver when he catches the fucking football. And, right, but, but in order to be a good deep ball receiver, don't you need to fucking catch the ball in the first place? Yeah, yeah but getting open deep is a monster in itself. Because, I mean, yeah. most defenses are take away the deep ball first. Don't let anyone behind you. Fair. It's kind of the mantra of playing safety. Well, except for the Packers in the championship <laughs> game, but you know, at Scotty Miller, at, at Scotty Kevin Miller. King, at, at Kevin. Kevin King. Come on, Kevin, uh, what you doing, buddy? But you know. I think that getting open downfield consistently, I mean, completely behind defenses, like MVS does. I I don't know that I've seen any receivers that get open behind defenses 
quite as consistently as he does lately. Well, I, I mean, mean, he led he led the league in right. Um, he is yards per reception. He is insane at getting behind people. So if he can start catching the ball, so then... am I. Ew. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know, that's the black cherry of statements. You know, if he can start catching the ball, then I think he slots in perfect as that third receiver. Yeah. No, I mean, I I agree. He's definitely not a number two. That's a, that's the thing the Packers have been missing for the past three years is a number two. Someone to replace Randall Cobb. Two. Yeah. They, they really need to take yeah. a shit. Yeah. It's <laughs> the Lamar Nobody's Jackson situation of the NFL. Yeah. Right now. The the Packers are if they take a Lamar shit, they're going to win the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. And go get a number two. Transcendental and then just get shit stomped by the Bills. Um, but <laughs> I would love John Brown on the Packers. That would probably be a little expensive for what we have right now. Um, yeah, especially if you want to sign JJ Watt to like a one year deal. I would prefer to go draft, get someone. Maybe Amon Ross St. Brown is there at the, the end of the first round. I I'm took, you, I took him with a my... lot of people there in the second round. There, there are there's second, it might not be last year's wide receiver class, but there is some serious wide receiver talent in the draft. I'm willing to say it's better. Really? I'm willing to say it's better. I mean, your top three wide wide receivers should be top ten picks. Guess what? Right, well, it's not the wide receiver. It's should not all be first round picks, and it's, they're not it's, going to be because of how many talented players there are in the draft. Yeah. It's not the 2019 draft classes for receivers. Okay, well that's a draft cool. class where you have Metcalf and AJ Brown, and Nikhil Harry. Everybody say fucking keep it going. You know, <laughs> where everyone now named Nikhil Harry is now yeah. a mainstay player on their team. <laughs> Denzel Mims would have been fucking better than, than Nikhil I, Harry. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get to this when we go past the draft. Oh. Denzel Mims is my breakout player for the Jets, hundred percent. Yeah, I know. If only can get someone to throw them the fucking ball. They're building a hell of a line over there. If they end up with like Panay Sewell, <laughs> like this year, and you compare him with Makai Becton, and dude, yeah. you're you're building an a offensive of, line for the yeah, ages if they stay healthy. You got to think about it though. A lot of mock drafts have Zach Wilson going to the Jets. It could happen. That's also not a bad move no. necessarily. No. But if I was running the Jets, I think I would go a more continue building what you have route because you've made some investments in Sam Darnold and Denzel Mims and you've invested in the offense so far. You let Le'Veon Bell, that window didn't line up right, I don't think. No. But, dude, I'm not going to give up on Sam Darnold if I'm the Jets. I think I am just because the relationship's so fractured. I mean, you're gambling on his potential. Which is, I mean... It's there. When he plays, it's there. Again, he hasn't had the best offense around him, necessarily. No, but, like, in that case, why wouldn't you take Wilson? Why wouldn't you use your second pick to get something else, protection or other, and then use the second-round pick that you might get from Donald to get another receiver and build that offense that you need him to have? Because I'd rather build the offensive line as effectively as possible. Fair. Fuck I, me. I, shaft. No, I, and I don't think there's any problem with, with that strategy. I just, in my mind... Offensive line is the most important position on the offensive side of the football at this point in time. Fair enough. With how defensive players are evolving with, I can tell you firsthand, and so can Chiefs fans, that's for damn sure. Brutal. When you're Brutal. playing against – Kevin King. This one, surprisingly, has nothing to do with that. Eric Fisher. 
when you're playing against guys that have just the speed and raw athleticism of Jason Pierre Pauls and Adama Kinsus and these stupid fast chase youngs, it's there's nothing you can do unless you have an offensive line that can at least buy you some time. Uh-huh. Yeah, in the passing game. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Okay. From our Packers point. Which really not a Packers point. In all um, of, it was a football point. That's yeah, really fair all that matters. Right? Potential Marcus Mariota talks to the Patriots. Love it. Love I could it. see that. I could I I, I could get behind, I could get behind that. I, I think love it. I I just I think the Patriots have so much fucking work to do on that side of the football. They do. They really do. I mean, well, first of all, they have zero history in drafting a good receiver. I mean, fucking Please tell me the last good receiver they've drafted. Nikhil Harry. No, no. They they somehow find like late round trades or draft picks for receivers that work out. Edelman, Welker. um, I know what the Patriots do. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. But go out and find guys and slot them into. But let's not forget, though, they didn't necessarily need to do that because they had the best quarterback of all time on the team. They got Randy Moss. They didn't win a Super Bowl. They had well, Walker didn't win a Super Bowl with them either. But Edelman won how many? Three. I, I just I think that Belichick needs to let someone else draft wide receivers. I think it's plain and simple. I think that if you're letting Bill Belichick with the worst track record ever of drafting wide receivers draft wide receivers, you're only gonna get the same thing. You dig through the sand, you're gonna get mud eventually. It's the same goddamn thing. Like I don't even trust Josh McDaniels to do that either. So I don't know who the fuck is drafting wide receivers. Can I tell you about something that excites me about the Patriots? Get what? Fucking rock hard. What? Guys, what? Is the fact that Micah Parsons is now falling in drafts because of his character issues. That yeah. is a quarterback. Patriots love a good yes. character issues guy. Yeah. So if he falls to the 15, you score. Yeah. I mean, I see that. And I mean, I guess not only in on the defense side of the ball, I know they like to go defense most of the time on first round picks, but. I guess last year didn't matter, but right. I see Jalen Waddle falling too. You don't want Jalen Waddle. I'm going to be so honest with you, man. If you're looking at Jalen Waddle and I, we're going to go through it, I know I get it. He has like the flash. He's a more refined Henry Ruggs, but he's still a Henry Ruggs type. You're still talking about a guy who would be better as a wide receiver too for a couple of years. He is not a Jerry Judy type. And in a Kyle Shanahan inspired system, in in that motion or McVay inspired, really, that pre-play motion, the confusion, utility, can do it all kind of guy. Yeah. The kind of system I think LaVisca Chenault would benefit from. Probably. Right. You're not going to get that in New England. Okay. Especially so not right now. I have a serious, serious question. All yeah. right. So this is a complete tangent. But I was looking on Twitter the, the other day. I think it was a tweet by Adam Schefter. It's on Twitter the other day. Yeah. We're talking and, college football. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm rock hard right now. <laughs> More of a draft kind of thing. All yeah. right. Still into it. Half job. Half job. Excuse me. Um, And so after Carson Wentz got traded, it was, you know, teams are over 26 on keeping or retaining their first, you know, first round drafted quarterback. Mm-hmm. And there was the list and it was, you know. Speaking of, you know, the guy that went before him also got traded this year. Correct. <laughs> like literally, what, 10 days before? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, Jared, the Jared Goff situation was was strange because Carson Wentz did was, not have it a good was season. much more by surprise. I I I agree. I I definitely agree. I mean, if you know Matthew Stafford's going anywhere, the quarterback is also. I, swaps, I but knew that the Rams were looking to move Goff. Yeah, I didn't know they were going to go basically straight up swapping court. Yeah, which is crazy. But but yeah, 
So here's my question. Why do teams get blamed for drafting busts when the prospects are pushed on the team as these all-around athletes and then they don't work out? Because the mindset for a long time wasn't draft the best person for what you need. It was draft the best person available. So the Eagles, like Eagles are a perfect example this year. The best person available, according to the draft board, is Trey Lance at five. That's not what they need. They have Jalen Hurts. If Chase Smith is there, or my God, Jamar Chase is there. Jesus Christ, I just combined two names. If any other receiver is there, you should go for him. Fucking, he's not what you need. You don't need another. No, no, right. I understand that. I understand that. And so I would say in terms of that, if you're picking a player based on need, and, you know, there was another player like three slots down or whatever, that was a better option. Yeah, I, I get that. But how, how does one determine you're the best prospect? Do you know what I mean? Like that gets pushed on people so, so much. And, and most of the time, and look at the quarterbacks that have come out of the draft in the first round for the past seven years mm-hmm. are from what, 2009, 2016. They haven't panned out. And, and they've been compared to, they've been compared to legends. Yeah, And they just don't pan out. And it doesn't make any sense. I think a lot of that comes from how the draft process works in basically all America's sports, honestly. Uh, where the worst teams are drafting the, the top prospects. So even if somebody has a lot of potential, and you've seen it happen plenty of times, someone gets drafted, they don't work out there, they get cut or traded or whatever, and they're thrive on a new team so i i don't know i i think it's a really hard thing to to put on especially early round picks because they're going to teams that are going that's that's more or less what i mean one in 15 yeah that's more or less what i mean is those that's, high round that's picks. why you can't judge an nfl draft pick until either a three years into their career or b you've seen them in multiple systems yeah i just i i just thought of that question because i was like you know these players get really do get pushed onto teams. Like, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the number one prospect in the country. Mm-hmm. He's getting pushed to whoever has the number one pick. Right, right. But obviously teams can, you know, change their minds. If they didn't want to go Trevor Lawrence, they didn't have to, right? I mean, in theory, you in could, theory. In theory, but with how loud the internet is. Correct. Right, right. <laughs> and that, but that's a more Trevor recent Lawrence. change to think. But back when it was even just like reputation – and you're talking about, you know, teams that are just going one in 15 and two and 14 and getting the top overall pick. Do you think these quarterbacks are thrilled coming out of school, being the number one prospect and be like, yay, I get to go to, sorry, no. the Browns. Yeah, or, I can't tell you how many quarterbacks probably Sam Bradford one go into a shit Rams team. It's, it's hard. And Sam Bradford is another one of those guys that showed some flag. Now he's a different case because he was so injured throughout his entire career. But when he was on the field, he showed that he could play well. But he was on a crappy Rams team. Yeah, that's true. He got hurt all the time. But when he went to the Vikings, he had some okay play. Then he got hurt. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's hard to judge. You definitely can't judge within the first couple of years unless they're a rare case that gets bounced around early on. I don't know. Draft trusts aren't solely on the prospects. They're not solely on the teams. They're on the combination of the prospect and the team. Yeah. That's what creates a draft bust. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I, I would Marcus say... Russell. If Jamarcus Russell ends up somewhere that's not Oakland, he might have a different career? No. No, because his mentality sucked. Yeah. His mentality sucked, but 
the Raiders at that time weren't the best place for a guy with a mentality that sucked. No, yeah. and this will, be, this will be my last statement, I think, before I move on, so we don't go yeah. off the full tangent. Yeah. For fans to look at it and say, like, oh, he wants to come here and, like, change the culture. That's kind of drinking the Kool-Aid. Like, every quarterback who's getting drafted is going to say that in their interviews. They're going to say, yeah, you know, I'm the guy no who choice. can change they, X, They y, know Z. that they're going to end up there. They know that that is the reality that they're living in. Yeah. Right. So why are you going to sit there and say – no, I'm not excited to go play for this team. That that is not the way to do that. That because no, honestly, at the end well, of the day, it hurts your paycheck. It it does hurt your not your, only your paycheck. It, it hurts hurt. your image. It hurts your draftability. Well, can I can I just argue against that point? There's been one case where that's happened, and it's worked out for all three quarterbacks involved. 2004, Eli Manning didn't want to oh, go to the yeah. Chargers. Got drafted right. by the Giants. Worked out for Eli. It, I would say it worked out for for Philip. Yeah, fair enough. I, I guess I guess I was equating Ben to that draft. Ken, or buy ben. transfer property also yeah. worked out for, for Drew Brees. Yes, also worked out for Drew Brees. Yep. Yeah. 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 So that plays fair enough. So if you're fucking throw a temper tantrum and your daddy and your brother were great at football, guess what? You can do whatever the fuck you want. Again, special case. Yeah. You're you're talking about a guy that's the son of an NFL legend, the brother oh. of one of the most highly touted draft prospects at that time. For I don't know how long. Arguably the what best was it, was it a five-year gap. I don't know. Four or five years. Number. When was Manning drafted? Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. Yeah, but arguably the most tra- well-translated college to Hall of Fame player. We gotta stop talking. NFL. Yeah, this is not the NFL show. Let's go. No, let's go. Let's move on here. Let's go to the NBA. I think this came, this news came out what like an hour? Two yeah, hours not ago. too long ago. Uh, Demarcus Cousins likely done in Houston. Yeah. Everyone's just leaving Houston. Bye, Houston. Okay. <laughs> Boogie Bye. in Houston's a thing that's going to go away. I don't know where I don't know end up. what or who did whatever to curse Houston, Texas. But, man, oh, yeah. take it back. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> I, fuck em. I don't hate Houston that much. Shit, I, I hate the Astros. Fuck the Astros. But, no, I hate like, Houston everyone so else, like, shit. <laughs> I well, feel so bad for the people in Houston with the snow. And but between him and Blake Them Griffin, losing all of their players. <laughs> between all him. <laughs> Between him and Blake Griffin, there would be two big men on the market that would be good role players. Yeah. I don't think. They're yeah. not key players anymore. You know well, I mean? No, they're not. I think, I think Blake Griffin is a more valuable asset at this point. Oh, no, of course. I would say so, too, because he refined his game to have a three. And, <laughs> yes. And DeMarcus Cousins really hasn't done anything for the no, last since go- the Achilles injury. Yeah, he, he, won, a, he, he was, won a championship in Golden State by proxy. Yeah. I mean, since he played for Sacramento, yeah. he really hasn't done anything. That's true. That's true. Well, let's move to Denver. Jamal Murray dropped a 50-burger. 50. 50 points without actually attempting a free throw, which is the first time that's ever happened in NBA history, which is insane. Yeah. Nuts. Insane. I mean, he went, what, 21 to 25 from the floor? Yeah. Dude, in like today's NBA, I like I said, I just don't see how you have the ball enough of the time to score 50 points and not get fouled once. Yeah, that's insane. That. I don't know that he didn't get fouled. He only but had... To not get fouled and sent to the line yeah. once yeah, yeah, is crazy. Not even an and one. Like, no. no. I mean, he only had four misses in the game. Like, yeah. Jamal Murray this season hasn't been good. He, it was not last season Jamal Murray. No. And, well, well he, he, he wasn't last season NBA bubble Jamal, Jamal Murray. Yeah. yeah. Fair. That's, that's a whole different we'll, we'll discussion. Get to, we'll get to who has been their bubble self, though. In like two points, <laughs> we will. Yeah, fair enough. But no, he hasn't been what he was in the playoffs. And maybe that's just, you know, he is a, a guy that kind of thrives in the spotlight and 
thrives with a, a chance to make stuff happen, but you got to get your team there first. That's yeah, no, works, true, true. So. I mean, well, the Nuggets are slowly, you know, repairing the damage that they did by losing all those fucking games at the beginning of the season. But yeah, and they have a good team. Yeah, they, they have. Yeah, it's not like Jamal Murray is their only guy. No, no. they have Jokic. They have. Yeah, and he's they have he's third in a, he's third in All Star. Um, Jokic third in MVP is votes right now. One of the best big men in the league. Period. Yeah, no, of course, of course, in all aspects of the game. All he right. is incredible. No, he's great. Conference updates: the 76ers are still in the lead in the East. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Brooklyn is creeping up on them. Ever so yeah, they, they've been able to – Brooklyn's been able to surprisingly manage really well with not having a full roster. They just got Kyrie back the other day. Yeah, They managed to pull back. Well, James, well, James Harden beat the Lakers without Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Yes, and that was mostly due to a great defensive effort in the second and the bench. Which the is bench bizarre second. because the Nets have not been playing good defense. No, they've been playing recently. atrocious defense. Yeah. It's so, bad. So good on – I mean, Philadelphia is there, but, I mean, they should feel the Nets. No, I'll let that one marinate. Um <laughs> Jazz, the the Utah Jazz, I think, are surprising everyone with how fucking amazing they're playing right now. Yeah. They control the West with a two-game lead. Um, Donovan Mitchell, ever since Shaq said that he was not an elite player, has been anything but elite. No, I know. I mean, Donovan Mitchell gets been right back to your nothing loop, but elite. Sorry, guy that was is playing as his bubble yes. self. Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell, man, he can carry him. And Rudy Gobert, him. as as funny as those. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Games are about you know he shut down insane. the entire league. Literally, he did. He is a very solid big man. He is a presence in the middle of the court. They got some shooters on that team, man. There's some interesting teams this year. It's I, be I, I like how things are shaping up. I'd love to see a Jazz Nuggets rematch in the playoffs if we can get there. It'd be tough, yeah. but it could happen. It could very well happen. I mean, Donovan Mitchell right now is 15th in scoring. He's I was like 24, I think, or 25 yeah. point whatever good on him he's pushing them through games he has a chip on his shoulder and he's playing amazingly yeah 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 all right well let's uh let's move on to the rink boys i'll I'll cover the nhl i think the biggest news we had at least for today was um the outdoor game that was going on earlier today um has been postponed and is going to resume at midnight tonight lake hockey is sick I'm actually very excited to see what they've got in store for that. But yeah, that's been, po- that's been that's been postponed. All right, just don't pour me one. That's fine. I was so rude. Um, but we looked at you. Uh, well, I wasn't paying attention. I'm doing that F- the NHL news. Anyways, that seems like a cheer ball. Yeah, fair enough. The Bruins game, Bruins Flyers game tomorrow has been postponed till 7:30. The Panthers have been on absolute fire. They're 11. They fucked up my lightning. Yeah, so they're like, like they're bad. 11 two and two. I mean, they're obviously benefiting from a terrible central division, but Joel Quenville's got them playing like a real solid hockey. Let me ask you, how concerned should the Lightning fans be about not having Kucherov at this point? Because it looks like teams are finally finding an answer. Mm. Less concerned than they would be if they were in any other division. I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, the Lightning are hovering right now and they're gonna be fine because you still have under Vasilevsky in right. that so I mean yeah you might you might have some games where it's not going so great for you but at the end of the day like you won the Stanley Cup last year if you don't you know if you don't win it again this year it's okay let yeah. someone else have a chance no it's <laughs> 16 17 penguins are bust oh god yeah because <laughs> Matt Murray's doing so fucking good right now hey man I don't know he's on Ottawa 
They're like two, still like two twelve and one. Dude, Ottawa's so bad. Matt Murray's got like a, a an above five. He's got like a five point three something goals against average, cool. and his save percentage I think is sub eight hundred. Oh, so that means he lets up like more than five goals a game. Ottawa's giving up so many fucking goals. You have no idea. If you look back, oh honestly, God. now that I think about this, our play of the night, how many times Ottawa's been involved in the wrong end of the yes, play of the Yes, yeah, night? You, and, and, and James has been the one running most of them. So, I mean, it just goes to show you, Matt Murray plays most of those games, Fuck, too. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, they're Ooh. not good. But anyways, some big news for Mike, I guess, if you really want to call it that. Ate a dick. Nico Heeshear named the Devils captain today, 12th captain in history. He's only 22. He's the youngest captain in the NHL right now, but – not obviously not the youngest captain ever because we had McDavid. So right. who wasn't a whole lot younger. He was like 20. He was 21. Oh, yeah. I think he was 20. It doesn't matter. It does. Um <laughs> some great news for for our Leafs fans. Mike Babcock has returned to coaching at the University of Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah. It's not even in the same fucking province. Oh. No. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not oh, Saskatchewan. In Saskatchewan? Yeah. Saskatchewan's a separate province. From it's not the same place. Fuck Canada. Yeah, no. Wait, you thought Saskatchewan and Toronto? Same no, place? not Toronto. Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan is where... Saskatoon is in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yes. Ah, oh, nailed it. Saskatchewan is where... Edmonton is? No. Edmonton, Alberta. Winnipeg, Winnipeg. It's where Winnipeg is. Winnipeg. Because Cal- Calgary Alberta. and Edmonton are in Alberta. I think Winnipeg's in Saskatchewan, but besides the point, this is a this is a nice little throwback for you, Drew. Adam Henrique was just placed on waivers. I love Adam Henrique. Yeah, he just got placed on waivers. He has not been playing really good hockey, <laughs> good hockey since he went to the Devils. That's fun. Um, and I guess I guess lastly, um, Winnipeg's in Manitoba, you jackass. Yeah, it's in fucking oh. Manitoba. So then, what's the fucking capital? There's nothing in Saskatchewan. Oh, Banff. Banff. All right, cool. Um, and no, I don't know how Banff. most people thought about Banff. these, but the Hurricanes broke out the Whalers reverse retro. Yeah. The the gray, just looking at them with the uniform, I don't like them. I don't, I don't like the gray. Instant reaction. What the fuck? No, I don't I like the gray. The no, I so it'd be I I wanted. I wish they would have brought back the green, or they should have done reverse retro and flipped the colors and done them and done the blue. Oh, blue with like that would have been sick. That yeah, that would have been sick. But of course they didn't. I one time in NHL franchise made a Whalers team with those blue jerseys, and I can tell you for a fact that they are fire. Um, <laughs> I think I what the fuck is Moose Jaw? What? That sounds like something you get from, like, head. Moose Snuggle? It's like, oh, this bitch gave me Moose Jaw. So, wait, you were talking about a hard dick? No. <laughs> That's my Moose sound. All right. Uh, <laughs> anybody want to cover the one MLB news we have, or should I just say it? Sure you the want it. News. This is your thing. The MLB one, one thing. NFL news while I take a shot. Brett Gardner. Thanks, Biz. Still Yankee. Yay. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big-name signing. It doesn't really do anything for the roster. I think that – I mean, he's kind of what Johnny Damon was to the Red Sox. Oh, there was baseball news. Oh, fuck, there was baseball news. We forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that up. Attaboy, Drew. Look at you. <laughs> you missed? You didn't hear about Johnny Damon? No. All right, well, Zach and I are up for this one. Dude. I guess I'm up. Okay. Oh, no, I'll go for it. I didn't okay. know you were kicking all it off. Right, let's me. alternate words again. All right, fine. So pass. <laughs> what do I do, Johnny? <laughs> Trash can. Pass. Johnny Damon blew a point 
three <laughs> at somewhere in Florida and got a Dewey. <laughs> Point three. That is That's... three times over the legal limit. Yeah. That's more than three times over the legal well, limit. Well, it I'm depends. It depends. That's depends almost it four times. Yeah. yeah, it's disgusting. What? 0.08, right? Yeah. 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 That's insane. That level of alcohol, if you look at that on a scale, like where you'd be 30, at. 30 that's per- almost like alcohol poisoning. Yeah, 30% of his blood was infused with alcohol. Yeah. Uh, apparently his wife smacked the cop too. Love that for him. Love no, that, he, Johnny. Okay, all right. Drew, Brett Gardner, please don't what? be Johnny Damon. <laughs> all right. This, Shout out you, Charles. You might not get this. He's been over my house too many times for him not to know what I'm about to talk say my next door neighbor charlie the redneck dude he look look up a picture of johnny damon looks exactly like him but with darker hair like he looks that fucking like terrible it's a good thing my neighbor doesn't watch this i don't think he knows how to use the internet (laughs) we go down one viewer and it's like oh damn it call me out (laughs) yeah charlie with the rape fan i know the rape is that the racist you live next to you yeah um, no, uh, which yeah. one? No, well, no, the other one's a neo Nazi. He doesn't say anything. There else. are Confederates and neo Nazis on both sides. You didn't know that? The left, so when I you knew pull, the right was the, fucked up. So when you pull into my when driveway, facing. Pull, you're facing my house, you those look are at the, the right. Those are the, well, no, she's not Confederate. It's just him. That's it's, the Confederate. It's Chuck's saloon, and he's got two like revolvers on the door. And a Confederate and a, flag. And a Confederate flag. I'm a northerner. I'm not going to, I don't fuck with the Confederate flag. I'm fuck a that. northerner, says Zach. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm someone who doesn't believe in racism. Yeah, also Correct. true. Also true. Yeah. Fuck the Confederacy. Yeah. 100%. Insurgency. Not the Union. But anyway, besides the point. And then to the left of me is a neo-Nazi and he's got a swastika on his chest. And he also walks his cat. Doesn't he have one tattoo on his head too? He did, but he removed it when I was younger. Really? For Zach. <laughs> just, just for Zach. Yeah. It's like, I'm, for I'm, his I'm, risk. I'm, I am gonna. Remove- yeah, they really needed their neighborhood score on, Briss. on Zillow to go up. Briss. B-R-I-S-S, Briss. I just said the iced tea. <laughs> For his brisk. He gave him a 99 cent can of fucking iced tea and said, God, they're dead. No, no, here's an iced tea. I removed my swastika. <laughs> Happy brisk. Walks away with his cat. It's like the Valve logo, except way more racist. He's got the fucking drain on the back of his head. Anyways. <laughs> let's, um... <laughs> let's move on let's move on please thank you <laughs> listen i think all three of us are are know what's happening right now for your for the audience members here guys how do we feel about the, how, how do we feel about the celtics bad would you would you say it's time to hit a uh, certain little a little uh, button here Whoa. is it a um no i'm not gonna sing to slam the panic button yet i'll lead off lead I'm, off i'm gonna tickle the panic button oh shit you're gonna tease it are you full slam go ahead I mean, Danny Ainge's comments didn't instill any confidence in me, but this is still a team that can make the playoffs. And you're talking about a team that also has dealt with enough injuries that Smart, Walker, Brown, and Tatum have only played, I, I think, I don't know about last night, but have only played a combined like 28 minutes together. So you're Which is crazy. The biggest five haven't really played together. Kemba's been disappointed. That's true. Kemba's been really disappointed. They need to ship Kemba. I thought yeah. he would fit in so so well with Which, this offense his fair, style but now he doesn't yeah yes i mean to, he never really lived up to what i expected that team to look like and drew i'm gonna tell you this although as a season whole it makes sense and i agree with you but any boston fans or Celtics fans that listen to this are gonna be like well you had a great game last night that doesn't fucking matter one game doesn't mean no, shit. It, no. it has and it, again it has to feel right i thought that kemba coming here 
such a departure from Kyrie Irving's style, such a departure from point guard ball control basketball to a guy that is a playmaker through and through getting the ball out to guys like Tatum and Brown and Marcus Smart. I thought that team was going to be stellar, not just good, not just a competitor. I thought they were going to be the team to beat with Kemba Walker running an offense of that caliber. Okay. And I think they're, I think an elite big is really the the missing piece right now. And yeah, I mean, when you think about it, you need if Blake Griffin comes to the Celtics, I'm buying a Blake Griffin jersey day one. I love Blake Griffin. I don't think I don't that's the him. right move for the Celtics, Why? particularly a guy who can play defense and hit threes. We got now Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice hasn't been shit. No, and Daniel Tice is again definitely not the answer. But. Also, I, I might be wrong. Blake Griffin might be just a forward. Blake Griffin is a power forward. Oh, um, fuck, really? Yeah. I thought, why do I think he was a center? Why do I think he was a five? Because he's big. Yeah, probably. He's a big power forward. No, I think a true five, lockdown defense, and just straight offensive boards. Kick back out to those guys, man. You have a perimeter that consists of Jason Tatum, who is one of the best players in the league. Jalen Brown, who I think is one of the most underrated players in the league, who I have loved since they drafted him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, four or five years ago. I think he is a stud. Marcus Smart, who, how is he not one of your favorite players in the NBA? Yeah, you can't hate Marcus. He is just a grinder through and through. And like anything you ask that kid to do, or man, now he's, he's getting the, up there. Marcus Smart's a <laughs> man. But he'll go out there and fucking do it to the best of his goddamn God-given ability. Marcus Smart's getting out there and doing what you ask him to do. Yeah, he, he is. I mean, he's doing he's doing what he needs to do. Then you got Kemba Walker orchestrating it all. All you need is one more big piece and for everyone to stay healthy. That Celtics team should, if not win the NBA Finals, be in the NBA Finals. But yeah, I mean, you're 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 not wrong. But I mean, to my point is that they haven't been playing well as of late. No, but I, I and, and then, that's due to of course those, that combination of players not playing together. Right. But yes. My initial question, yes, I am hitting the panic button for the Celtics. I think from what we expected of them, this is panic yeah. this is panic time, the, especially with Danny Age's comments. I you know, you, you don't you don't look at this and expect a Celtics team that's gonna win the championship with the Lakers in the West, with how the Sixers were gonna look and with what you know transpired with the Nets. But and historically you, the Sixers have not played well against the Celtics. No. No, they had, had their numbers. They had. That's true, but think about it more more along the lines of this. You know, now they're sitting at like the sixth or the seventh seed, and they're like they're they're teetering on the edge of not even being in the playoffs right now. Which obviously, I, I'm sure they're going to write the ship somehow. There's still make time. the playoffs. There's... there's time, but they're letting they're letting a higher seed slip away from them, and I don't think that they're going to be able to do anything if they're going to match up against the Sixers or the Nets. Yes, they've had their the number against the Sixers, but Joel Embiid is playing out of his mind basketball right now. And I I, I don't I don't foresee them being able to pull I that up. I still think they match up well against the Sixers if enough of their guys are healthy. The Sixers okay. don't scare me as much as the Nets do right now. The Nets have the ability to run away with basketball games against the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that they were able to, like you guys mentioned before, beat the Lakers 
who are pretty much without a question about the best team in the league. But to go in and beat the Lakers without two of your three, <laughs> two of your big three, and that team's scary. Yeah. I but don't know. If, if Kyrie, KD, and James Harden can all find an, an up cylinder. I mean, what are you supposed to do about that? Can all find an up cylinder at the same time and then they click together. They're going to be blown. This might up. be outlandish yeah. for me to say, and I think we should move on. But I do think over a seven game series, I'm going to take the Celtics over the Nets. I think this, I think Brad Stevens is a good enough coach. I think they can counterattack well enough that I, they can attack the Nets. Are, are you talking about a Nets team that's been what they are with spotty presences of KD and Kyrie? And I'm thinking Harden? even with the big three out there. Oh, I disagree. I know it's hard to see, but I could see it. Are you talking about a fully healthy Nets versus a fully healthy Celtics? Yeah. That might be a different story. Because if the fully healthy Celtics had 10 games to play together, if they go into that series having played 10 games together as a healthy unit, then I give them a chance. Yeah. But if if that's the first time that they're back together, really, then they – the Nets are going to fuck on them. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I just think – I think it is time to hit the manic button. I think it, it's more It's more or less a wake-up call. Like, Celtics fans need to realize what's going on. Like, yeah. you know, like Danny H came out and said, this is not a championship team. And now, you know, it could be – he's trying to use a little reverse psychology and say, what are you going to do for me now? Are you going to play or are you just going to sit down? You know what I mean? Like I what... think the, the fact that they're not where we expected them to be stems from all of the, the lack of playing time together. I think a lot of it stems from Gordon Hayward last year in not relying, but almost kind of banking, saying, you know, hey, when he gets back in, we're going to put him right in, trying to force him back into the lineup. And I don't think that team ever had the chance off the bat for the chemistry to develop as it should have. Fair. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. All right, well, let's move forward here. Drew, you ready? We got our we got our last segment of the night. It's something I cooked up last week for James, uh, and it was hilarious and fun at the same time. And Drew's a bad boat boy and doesn't watch the content all the time, so right. he has no idea what's going on. All right, no, that's fine. I'll I'll explain this one, Zach. I'm going to take over. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. No, no, do your intro, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Zach, do you want me to explain it? Welcome to the fucking gauntlet. <laughs> All right, Drew. So as Zach explained it last week that you so graciously listened to, the gauntlet is the same thing as Sports Central as, pardon, not pardon my take, but uh, whatever the take show is that I can't think of the name of, or I'm just pardon, pardon my take? No, not no, pardon not my part take. Uh, pardon the interruption. Pardon the interruption. Yeah. Drew, instead of a There's couple minutes to answer enough. each one of these questions that would be on a sidebar, I'm going to be rapid fire asking you questions about sports, your opinions on sports, and other. And other. Oh, good. I love other. All right, Drew. Are you ready? Other. Other. Zach, are you ready? Listen, I'm just here for the ride. This is I, be great. All right, we're going to do the imaginary timer again. Drew, take a shot. Take a little sip. Sippy, sippy, Oh, little sippy boy. Oh, oh he's going to do a little shot. Oh, oh look, look at that. He's bringing a shot. Oh, oh, did it. All right, Drew. Three. Two, one. Is Aaron Rodgers still a Packer next season? Yes. Okay. What is a Packer? A football player that wears green and yellow. Not satisfied. Who has the number one pick next year in the NFL draft? The Jaguars. Jesus Christ. Drew, name five WNBA players. No. 
<laughs> Sexist. Sexist. Drew hates women. Who is the biggest beneficiary of the Wentz trade? Uh, by far the Colts. Player-wise. Carson Wentz. Not named Carson Wentz. Um, <laughs> Frank Reich. Sure. Pass. I like it. How much is Little Uzi Vert's diamond worth? It doesn't begin with the T. No. Wait, yes, it does. Fuck. Yes, it begins with the T. But it doesn't have an H after it. No. Sort of. I don't know. A lot of, of a way too much fucking money. $20 million. All right, Drew, you're rounding third here. We're going to charge on home, all right? March Madness Dark Horse. Pass. I don't watch college basketball. Just name a team. Name a team. Name a school. Quick. For real. All of the schools I know would not work as Dark Horse candidates. Drew, we need a team. We need an answer. UMass Amherst. All right. Well, they're not even in the tournament. Good. Idiot. I bet you feel dumb. I don't. <laughs> Who has done the best job in the MLB offseason so far? Not named the Dodgers, Sun, and Trevor Bauer. The Nationals. Oh, yeah. Fair. All right. That was a gauntlet. Word. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. thank you for tuning in <laughs> to the gauntlet. That was fun. And also, yeah. That's, a, that's amazing. So you got to lean forward for it. Brace. was ready. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, that it, that's it for us. That's it. That's it for the yeah. that's it for our podcast, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the Boda Show. Boys, can I say it was so nice recording together again? I know right? it's been so far uh, long. I'm glad we did. I this. know you guys know where to find us. You found us. We're in your ears. Okay. You made it to the end of the damn show. You found us. Congratulations. Um, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Guys, I made a fucking Reddit page. We're are on fucking right? Reddit too. Really? On Twitter? We're on Reddit. We on Why? Reddit. Why? Yeah. We have Boda Sports for R slash Boda Sports. R slash Boda Sports. Nah, hey, nah, checking it live. Going to the moon. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Anchor and Spotify are now one. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's us. Dude, Why I even made because that's the Boda colors. I imported uh, them from the yeah, that place. That place. Yeah. Anyways, hex code and all. Hex code, exactly. Hex code's the way to go. Oh, no, RGB. Love numbers. hex codes. Again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Sportsman. Oh, yes, we are also on SportsMe. James has been creating battles there. Please check us out on SportsMe to battle James and your takes. Yeah, just support them anyway. They're yeah, SportsMe, very cool app. Watch all the battles. It is fire. <laughs> Don't they, like, DM us? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, They're great people. The, yeah, the creator of, yeah, the creator of James is DMs. I think it's Jeff. Time. Jeff is one who DMs us. Yeah, He's that's such so a nice cool. Guy. Yeah, it's really cool. Love it. That is really cool. But check out SportsMe. They care about every person on that app, and it's awesome. They really do. They make they customize banners for you all the time, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Oh, sick. Product placement. Thank you so much for tuning, guys. This has been the Boda Show. Stay soggy. Stay beautiful. I'm Drew. Yeah.